and welcome to Promoted, the podcast that helps you get promoted and be great when you get there. I'm your host, Felicity Fury, founder and CEO of We Aspire, and today we are joined by the amazing Dana, Director of Hydrogen Hubs and Initiatives at the Department of Energy and Public Works. Welcome, Dana. It's awesome to have you. Hi, Felicity, and thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, I did say before we jumped on that I feel like I knew you before you were famous. You've had a number of exciting promotions, even just in the last 12 months. So I'm really excited to dive into that today and chat to you all about it, how you got there and get your key insights. And what I want to start with is what do you wish you knew before you got promoted? Yeah, look, I think I've got a few really clever strategies um, so that there's no surprises and to really reduce the misalignment in my expectations about a role. Um, And I'll touch on those as we go through our conversation today, but there's probably one thing I wish I had before I um, took on the role of Director for Hydrogen Hubs and and even in my previous um, acting director and manager roles. And I guess that's really having a strongly embedded range of stress and pressure management tools. Sometimes life at um, this kind of level where we're dealing with people every day um, with lots of incoming tasks can get really hectic. And so it's really important to be able to personally manage your energy in a way that keeps you focused on the people and the task as well. So I think having those really embedded before you start on that journey is a really important thing. Um, And probably just the other thing that I wish I had taken account of is is not to rush the development journey either. Um, there's just so many valuable lessons to be had along the way. Don't feel like you, you're under pressure to get to the, the next level or whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life. Just enjoy the journey as and as opportunities come up, you can leverage them. I wish you had told me that before I started my leadership career because I did feel like I had to rush the next goal to achieve. I'm very goal orientated. And I think that's really helpful advice is to build that resilience and grow into the role in a sense. And is there anything that you did to kind of develop your, I feel like resilience is one of those words where you're like, oh, everyone needs resilience. Everyone needs to be able to stress test themselves. And what, you know, what does that actually look like in reality? Were there certain experiences that you'd had that helped you build those resilience or you know, are there even practices that give you that capacity that you even have day to day that help you in case some of those challenging situations come up? Yeah, I think one of the best things to do is really focus early on in your career around the emotional intelligence piece. You know, as you grow in your career, you realize that it's not about you at all. It's all about the others. Um, so yeah, really focusing on man- being able to manage yourself so that you can turn up and be the best for other people, I think is is really important. Um, and I think, you know, definitely, as you say, there's practices that you can do that. And through the We Aspire program, you certainly get exposure to, um, to being able to do that. I think it is really important, you know, to uh, learn not to take things too personally early on as well. Um, if someone doesn't like your idea, don't, yeah, don't try not to take that too personally and really focus your energy on achieving the best results for the project or the program that you might be working on. That's good advice and getting the focus off yourself as a person onto the project, the process, the task mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I remember my best friend told me once, um, whatever people say, it says more about them than it does about you. And it's interesting to when you start to get in that frame of mind of thinking, it's not about me, it is about others, which I think ultimately leadership really is about, then you get that attention off yourself. You can be more creative and be more productive, I think, in your solutions. Have you found that in your experience as well? 
Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's always really important to have a range of tools that you can stop and reflect. And I really liked your post recently on LinkedIn about taking a moment out to reflect and doing that at a time when you can really relax and asking yourself a series of three or four questions so that you can reflect on your behavior, the things that you achieved over the week, things that you'd like to change going forward. Because at the end of the day, it's a new day and we have the opportunity to show up better and different every day. Absolutely. And if you jump onto Dana's LinkedIn, you will see that you've progressed quite quickly, I think, in the most recent roles, which is is super exciting. Did you strategically plan that? Did you say, you know, I've got this goal to be in a director role or, you know, was there certain things that you did kind of leading up to it to prepare yourself for it? Yeah, great question. Um, And the answer is yes. Yes to both. Um, I... I had identified that um, the reason why I really wanted a, a, to pursue a director level position was because I felt like that was the perfect balance of being able to shape the work as well as help the people. Um, so that's been a long-term goal of mine. Um, and I think, you know, trying to aim for a promotion is a bit like going being a pilot, going on a flight. So before you go on your flight, you've got to pack your bags at home. Then you get onto the tarmac and you've got to check all the tools. And then you're hurtling down the runway that helps you build confidence in the speed of those tools and strategies. And then you have liftoff and of course you can um, reach your final destination. So I think it's a bit the same as that. You know, we've really got to spend some time preparing our minds then we've got to spend some time testing the frameworks that we want to use going in, really learning about ourselves and then building confidence as we're, we're down on that runway. So there are a couple of strategies that in particular that I use is, um, I'm a really open book, so I often will have a conversation with my manager about where I'm at and what it is that I'd like to achieve. Um, I think that's really important. And and I've spoken with you a lot, Felicity, around ambassadors and the role of them in my network. So my ambassadors are people that would represent my work or recommend my work even when I'm not in the room. Mm. So I think connecting with them and having really good relationships with them is really important. Um, I've just been touching on about being really clear about my motivations for wanting a higher role. Um, And for me, having a sense of responsibility was also a really strong motivator that come up in my my strengths and motivation testing. Um, I've also touched on that leadership is really not about me, it's about the others. And I really pursued this opportunity because I felt that I now had enough experience both in my career and in my life that I could offer something of value back to people. So being a person of value was was also really important. Um, one of the other things I did before I um, decided to uh, go down this track was I, I did a bit of try before you buy. Um, and that's a really great strategy. Um, it's it's awesome to be have the opportunity to act in a higher role. Um, And, you know, if that's something that people are looking to do, you can try that or even just accepting additional responsibilities in the role that you're in without taking on that higher role, but giving you exposure to it and the level of responsibility, commitment and decisions that you'll need to to make is really good and gives you a safe space to fail as well. Um, And yeah, I think the other thing I did to prepare myself was, you know, really be clear on where I can be that person of value and did a lot of work uh, through the We Aspire program and other areas to um, really understand myself, my strengths, my motivations, and understand when I'm overdoing them as well. Mm. It sounds like you really also connected with your values. I can hear that in your speaking. Mm. 
those are, how that motivates you, how that drives you. And I can hear a real alignment as well that it sounds like, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here, that you would kind of you know, test out those things, act in those positions so you can see, is this going to align to my values, mm. what my strengths are, and uh, that self-assessment reflection that you've done in the work on the emotional intelligence before you move forward. So it sounds like that was a bit of your process. Is that be right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to um, ask me how I prepare? Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm like, I've gone off script here. Um, jumped around on all of the questions here. Um, sure. I was going to, well, I was like, oh, no, I've already gone. I was, I should say at the beginning of this that um, I like to just go like with the flow of the conversation. Yeah. For jumping around. Um, did you want to go, do you want to do the prepared question or do you want to... Um, go back because I was like, oh, I didn't ask you about yeah. the uh, the most important things you knew, but then I thought maybe you were already talking about that. So did you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I sort of feel like I've answered that in my last one and I don't know that there are just three things. Um, fine. Yeah. Okay. But maybe you can edit it out to, to you know, be a bit oh, just, I think it's fine. I think we can just jump to, so I'll say, this is where the editing can cut and go to the next question. Um, yeah. On the preparing one? To, yeah. Um, yeah. So Donna, how did you think about preparing maybe for this director role or even you know it might it might have been that you prepared three roles ago I love this idea that it's not just about preparing for the next promotion and preparing sort of three roles ahead is this something that you were planning for some time and yeah how did you go about preparing did you have a specific approach yeah that's a really good question too and I do have a really specific approach and this is the approach that I use for every role that I'm applying for regardless of what level this one's at so um, the first one is uh, just simply making connections through my network and to my ambassadors. I think it's really important to have introductions to people and opportunities without the expectation that anything will come from it. But having a really broad and diverse network can be a real advantage later on as you do increase in the uh, level of responsibilities in your role. And when I meet with my ambassadors or my mentors, I'll often share them with the position description that um, I'm looking to apply for, and I'll get their feedback about this particular role. What do they think is important in the role? What challenges do they think will be there both for the role and for me? And then think about whether I'm, I have the necessary skills to meet those challenges. The other thing I think is really important, and I advocate to everybody to do this, is to really have a detailed discussion uh, with the recruiter or the person that you'll be working for. Um, I really ask them before I apply, what are the specific qualities that they're looking for in a person uh, for this particular role? What kind of skills does the person need to have to be really successful? And maybe even what does an average day or week or month kind of look like? And that way you get a real sense of what um, additional challenges might be left unsaid. The other thing I, I always ask and, and encourage people to ask is, what else is in that's not in the position description that I should know about? Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes this can reveal some really interesting insights. And in one of the roles that I applied for, uh, the recruiter person had said that the um, that particular area was on a, a new culture journey. So they really had some work to do around their organizational culture. So that was a really good insight to know about who the person is that I would need to turn up to work to be to support that um, cultural shift. That's so helpful. And you set context for kind of what you're going into, not just the words on the page. 
It really does. And it sets you up for writing a good application as well as being really successful in the role. And I think that's what we've got to focus on when we make an application is how it can be of value and make a success um, in the role itself as well. One of the other things that I did is I reached out to Michael uh, for a coaching session as well after I'd secured the role. I think it's a really great opportunity if you can connect with a coach or someone like that, um, just to kind of, uh, I guess, as a bit of a mental reset and explore any fears that you might have about your upcoming role so that you can really turn up and be the best person on day one. Um, And I really advocate for if you've got the chance, take a break between roles too. It's a great mental clarifier. Oh, so good. And in terms of timing, because I think what's great or we really want to dive into in these conversations is what are those nitty gritty? I think those are so many great questions, practical tips, things people can implement straight away. What's kind of the time frame in terms of, you know, maybe it's a role that you're seeing advertised, but you know you're not ready for it. You know, have you got any recommendations for people of, oh, I know I want to go for that in six months time, but I can still ask those questions now. What, you know, kind of time period have you experienced or would you suggest for people in terms of prepping? Because you, you've talked a lot about um, the strategies you've had. You've been thinking about this for some time. You didn't just go, oh, there's a role I'm just going to apply for this due next week. Bam, there I go. Yeah, I think it's important to, even if you think you're not quite ready to still have a conversation, you might actually be what they're looking for. And you might be partnered up with some organization that's willing to see you grow and help you grow. So um, that's definitely been the experience in my career. I definitely feel like there's one or two roles that I haven't quite been ready. But you know what? I had a really great supportive manager and network and I've been able to make a real success of that. So I try not to hold myself back in that way. Um, But I do think it is important to, as I mentioned before, keep a broad network, keep active in that network, make lots of connections and not expect anything back. And then, as you say, down the track, you might have an opportunity that comes up that, you know, you seem well suited to. Awesome. And you know, I, I don't think your background is in hydrogen. It's a very specialized technical area. But why do you think your story and your career journey resonated so much to be able to get this role? And may, correct me if I'm wrong, Dana. Apologies if you do have a background in hydrogen. But last time I checked, I thought it might be a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely a little bit different. The reason why I applied for this particular role is because I felt like I'd done most of the things just in completely separate jobs. Um, And this role was really about bringing it all together. So I feel like I've had background in managing funds through the Building Acceleration Fund, uh, worked in industrial development through EDQ. I'd worked in state development and the early uh, emerging of the hydrogen industry up in Townsville um, for the Department of State Development. Uh, So I feel like I've done various parts of this role, but just not all at the same time. So it was just a fantastic opportunity to bring it together. I think one of the things that's really helped is that um, early on in my career, I didn't focus on developing a specific technical skill set. What I focused on was really developing my ability to think and articulate strategically um, and also to focus on my problem solving skills. As you come up through the higher ranks, you're less reliant on those technical skills and you're more reliant on being able to resolve conflict, negotiate um, and achieve outcomes in a, in a really efficient and resource managed way. So I think that that really helped set me up success. Um, and I think the other thing that has kind of helped set me up for success is leaning into all of the opportunities that have come my way that broadly align to where it is that I want to wanted to go longer term. 
um, and particularly around those people skills. So learning how to let other people win, learn how to be resilient and learn how to give feedback. So good. You've got me thinking about, I wish I had done so much more focus on the, the people and the strategy stuff early in my career. I think that can be a trap often is focusing on, I'm going to get those years of technical experience and, and miss out sometimes on developing some more of those people skills. Um, you mentioned earlier that you had kind of eyed off this director role or something that was in your your future. How did you evaluate this opportunity um, and that it would be right for you, even at, you know, at this particular point in your career? Mm. So with this exact role that I'm in now, um, I think I knew I'm not going to know everything. Um, I definitely don't have a solid hydrogen technical background. I think what really helped me evaluate the role was turning to my mentors and ambassadors and saying, this is the role, you know my experience. Do you think I can succeed in this space? What do you think it would take for me? What do you think my challenges would be? So really getting um, an external viewpoint, I thought was really uh, of value to me. And once I'd received their advice, I kind of digested it for myself. And then I applied a lens over that of um, that I think I have enough connections to make this role successful. And I think I have enough problem solving skills to make this role successful, although I don't know all of the technical aspects. And so it's been about creating a network of people around me and good relationships so that we can um, achieve and understand those technical things together. It sounds like you've had resources. So you've had tools in your toolkit of here's how I, you know, I've developed some capabilities in this people side of things. I've um, developed capabilities in the emotional intelligence and other areas, but you've also got that network that you can draw upon. And if you, it sounds like you're not going to get stuck is what I'm hearing in what you're saying. Yeah. Because that capability around you and that I think can really build your confidence as well, particularly when it's a new role in, in a potentially new area as well. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. So for someone who is looking at going into a leadership role, getting promoted in their career, is there any advice that you would give? Yep. I have three key pieces of advice. Three. I love it. Tell me. Don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Everyone's journey has a different time scale, different meaning and different purpose. Just be in your own race. The, the second one is enjoy the journey. Don't rush it. Um, and try and find ways to try before you buy. And the third one is, I really think getting a promotion is, it's almost like the first step in truly testing whether you understand yourself. So being prepared for some, you know, work on your emotional intelligence and, and taking and receiving feedback from others and helping it to, and using it to help you move forward. So good. I feel like promotion is the ultimate self-development journey. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, indeed. Amazing. Any final thoughts before we wrap up, Dana? It's been super impressive to watch your promotion story and your journey. Any final thoughts? Anything that that we should have asked you that you think people should know when they're looking at getting promoted? I think we've covered all the key tips, um, but I think, you know, I just really want to reiterate that message around find ambassadors, so people in leadership in other teams around you. Um, who have exposure to your work and form relationships with them so that they can recommend uh, recommend you and re- be your ambassador when you're not in the room um, and to really have that conversation with the recruiter. Get a really strong understanding of what a role is about and whether it fits with your values and is right for you. Well, it's making sense why I didn't get some of the promotions that I went for early in my career because I didn't do half the stuff you did, Dana. I love your strategic thinking. You always have such great frameworks and we really appreciate you sharing your expertise with our audience. Thanks so much for being on the Promoted Podcast. Thanks for having me.